0: Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Let me give you a little story just to start out the show today. Now, let's say we've had a stressful day. It's been kind of a particularly rough day for some reason. Maybe here here in the U.S., maybe you just check the news. That would make it stressful. Okay, and, and even though... You know we've we've had a healthy dinner, and I know here here in Virginia on the East Coast it's about nine o'clock. But you know you're sitting down to to watch TV, and and you know you had dinner a couple hours ago, but man, you just want a snack of some kind as you watch TV. So you walk into the kitchen and you check out your your stock of snacks in the pantry, and you you grab some cookies. You reach for some chips. I know I want some barbecue chips. And then for good measure, yeah, yeah, let's get a let's get a soda too. It it was just a bad day. Well, you know, I'm not usually like this, but it's been a bad week. So, you know, you, you repeat the habit day after day, and it kind of becomes the norm. Yeah. You easily just kind of mow through bag after bag of chips and maybe it's a pint or two or maybe a half gallon of ice cream every week. Ooh, that cookies and cream is so good. And then when you go to the store, you have to buy double the number of bags of chips because they just keep disappearing. Where do they go? And you've got into this vicious cycle of unhealthy eating and it's just dragging you down. And you know, we we find that, that we don't always just eat because we're hungry. Sometimes we use food to relieve stress. Sometimes we use food as a reward. Sometimes we use food for comfort. These are all examples of what's called emotional eating now it might make you feel better at the moment but let's be honest it doesn't fix the emotional problem that we have and once the food is gone the emotional problem is still there so then we have the guilt and we have the calories and we probably gained a pound or two but, I'm going to tell you, and my guest is going to tell you, it's not your fault. And I bet you've never heard that before, have you? So Rita, it's awesome to have you with me tonight.
1: I'm very happy to be here.
0: I have never had somebody tell me that eating, and especially eating when I shouldn't, was not my fault. Ever. Ever.
1: Well, wrong.
0: <laughs> I've I've always been told it's my fault. I gotta stop. Not it, you know, it's it's always always my fault. And I I was looking at that and I said, wow! I get to tell them it's not their fault. This is so cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, that was so much fun. I had to. I just I had to. So so I I. I actually read from, from your workbook, so I don't think you're going to disagree with anything I just said, right?
1: No. <laughs> <Okay>. I completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> awesome.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, Rita, Rita May is with me this evening, and she's actually on the line with me from Switzerland, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Yes. Yes.
1: Awesome. It's very cold here. <laughs> I was going to say,
0: it's, it's chilly here, but I bet you it's a lot colder at your place. <laughs> so,
1: we have so, snow.
0: Uh, see, we don't have any snow. I should have had you send me pictures. <laughs> so, Rita is a certified nutrition and diet advisor and health coach. She uses nutrition, psychology, and spirituality because she believes that all three are necessary for wellness. I've never met somebody that uses all three. I like that approach. And she helps busy and driven female professionals, entrepreneurs, and hardworking mothers find the time and motivation to eat a balanced diet and transform their relationship with food. And you know folks, whether you know it or not, we have a relationship with food. And it may or may not be healthy. And, you know, I'm guessing most people's relationship with food is not healthy. Is that true? Probably, yes. Yeah, okay. And Rita also teaches people to stop the negative self-talk and take good care of themselves. So food is not your main pleasure source. You know, it's, it's amazing the people that it's it's great to love a good meal and especially something that tastes wonderful but I, it seems it seems like it becomes too much of a pleasure thing and it it I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say
1: um it's not the problem if it, it that it's a pleasure the problem is when it's the main pleasure, and it's more than 50% of your the joy source that you have. So you don't yeah. have any other sources of, sources of joy. You get, let's say, more than 50% of your pleasure from food. Then, well, it's just, I would say, it becomes a problem. Well, it seems like it becomes...
0: The the priority of eating gets kind of skewed. It, mm-hmm. it becomes a priority for the wrong reasons. Does that make any sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I know people that, like, they, they get up from breakfast and they're planning lunch. They get up from mm-hmm. lunch and they're planning dinner. It's like, people, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, there are other things that need to be done today, you know, yeah. and... It, it's just, it's it's kind of strange. It's like, okay, eating is one of the things we need to do throughout our day, but there's other things that need focus too. You know, it, it, it was just, I mean, I grew up with that. It was really kind of weird, but it was it was very kind of strange. But, okay, well, I'll tell you what, there's there's a question that I want to start off with that I think kind of sets the stage for everything else that we we're going to talk about during this hour. Now, I grew up, with two grandmothers that every time I saw them, I started out skinny as a rail. I did. And then I had my tonsils out. And for some reason, after I had my tonsils taken out, I gained a lot of weight as a kid. Okay. So, this this bothered both of my grandmothers. One of them mentioned it to me, you know, that she was concerned that I needed to lose some weight. The other one harped on it all the time. Okay. <laughs> and And I had very very different perspectives about those two approaches up and and so it was it was definitely something that i was that that was an issue shall we say as i was growing up um so why isn't it our fault if we struggle with emotional eating and a negative body image because i know a lot of people deal with a negative body image and a lot of people struggle with emotional eating for a variety of reasons. So let's just let's just tackle the big question right off the bat. Why is it not our fault?
1: It is definitely not our fault. First of all, the food industry makes more profit from processed food than it does from healthy, unprocessed food. So they constantly bombard us with images of the things that they want us to buy. And they make these ads emotionally triggering on purpose. So they send us the message that these foods and sugary drinks will make us happy, confident, loved. And they associate these foods with having fun with friends and family. And these are very powerful marketing tactics. And mm. another aspect is that our bodies are designed to crave sugar, salt, and fat because they were scarce when we evolved many, many, many years ago. And now, even though these ingredients are easily available, we can buy anywhere, these cravings are still there. And also an interesting thing is that breast milk is also high in sugar and fat. So our brain associates the feeling of being loved and cared for with these flavors. So when our mothers breastfed us or we got this nice sugary fatty breast milk or formula in other cases if it's... uh, if it wasn't possible, and uh, but that's still a sugary fatty meal, then we feel loved and cared for. And a fourth aspect is the diet industry talks about weight and food in moral ter- terms kind of like you ate something bad today so it's not acceptable and you you may feel like you are a bad person and you feel guilty and ashamed that you ate something that you actually enjoyed and uh, and then you deny these foods you restrict yourself but then you you just can't do it forever and then you 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 eat it again and you feel guilty again and it's it's just a bad feeling. And people who emotionally eat they obviously when they feel bad they make themselves feel better by eating. So it's like a never-ending cycle. You eat, you feel bad. You eat to feel better.
0: Exactly. Well, it's, it's a vicious cycle, you know. And, exactly. and it, it can get to the the mind games are ridiculous. It can it can get so bad because you eat, you for good. You eat, you for bad. You eat, you for good. You eat, you for bad. You know, yeah. and, and you just you don't know which way is up. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> Exactly. Well and and you know there's so much in media that is is telling us we have to be like a size 0 which yeah. in itself is insane you know and and the people that that are a size 0 well you know they before the yeah, yeah
1: they're
0: they're sick they're unhealthy you know mm-hmm. but it it just it's ridiculous that's like yes. when you when you see the pictures of of what a healthy woman looked like, you know, in in like the the forties, the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, and you look at them progressively, it's crazy. It's absolutely mm-hmm. crazy.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then these uh, mm-hmm. images affect already a young girls, very young girls, and they they start crazy restrictive diets, and they really can't develop properly because they they already start restricting themselves at a very young age and it's really unhealthy right because because they want to follow some some unhealthy image they see on social media or or in magazines or tv and uh, and if they can't achieve this uh, body then they they feel like they are a failure and they don't like themselves anymore and right it can result in self-hatred and well
0: well in parts of their body stop functioning and they don't realize that that's a huge red flag that they're doing something bad to their body you know
1: Exactly. They lose the or, or they have hormonal problems already at a right. young age.
0: Right. That's or it. Of, yeah. Yeah. I I fell into that trap when I was a teenager. I mean, I I literally ate about one meal a day and trimmed down really, really. I was I was six one at thirteen, a little bit before thirteen. And I weighed about a hundred and thirty pounds, and I was way too skinny. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody, every at that point, my family's like, "Oh, you look great!" And I was like, oh, okay. "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> mm-hmm. I completely screwed up my metabolism doing that. But yeah, I was, I was, I was skinny, all right. Yeah, but they nobody, nobody was noticing I wasn't eating. But it's amazing it's amazing how you can move that food around on your plate at, at dinner and
1: nobody notices Yeah that's that's true yeah yeah, yeah especially I've, uh,
0: yeah I've done it I I know I knew how you can play games with it okay. But thank goodness I got over that How do you think I know the me I know the impact that the media has But how do you think the obsession with and you sort of touched on this, but how does the obsession with dieting cause negative body image and self-hatred? Because, I mean, I, I've known people for years and years that they get on this this never-ending cycle of dieting and dieting. And, you know, their, their weight goes up and down and up and down and up and down. You know, and they try every diet fad imaginable, you know, and... I mean, they've got sets of clothes in, in you know, five and ten different sizes because their weight just goes all over the place. And they feel horrible about themselves because they, they just, they can't lose the weight and keep it off, you know. Mm-hmm. So they have a horrible body image and they, they feel horrible about themselves. and And it all goes back to this whole thinking they have to be on a diet all the time. So, so... Mm-hmm. How, how does this obsession with dieting cause this, this negative body image and self-hatred thing? Because I've, I've seen it happen. So how does it do it?
1: As, as I uh, touched on it a bit before, <laughs> it, uh, it's uh, because you try to achieve a very unhealthy uh, body image and you can't, because it's not su- sustainable, you can't uh, do it Constantly. You you may reach it but then you have to binge and you gain back the weight and you feel like a failure and then your self esteem drops, you start doubting yourself and it just damages the person's self confidence. And they even start to wonder if something is actually wrong with them because clearly only a person who has something wrong with them can't can't look like that other person who can easily do that and uh, and then they start to hate and attack their themselves their appetite the weight and their body and they they actually have all these negative feelings, and fighting with their eating problems, and, uh, and starting to have a constant negative self-talk in their head, and saying like, you are not good enough, you always fail, you can't stick to any plan, you are not lovable, And then they make themselves miserable without any sustainable results to show for it. Well, you know, it's sad
0: how dieting and not being able to lose weight can make you feel that way about so many other aspects of your life. Exactly. You know, and... And and that has no relevance to other skills and abilities, but trying to diet and not being able to, and especially the way like family members and other people may talk to you and treat you because of it, can make you feel that way about other skills and abilities.
1: Exactly. Yes, you you just lose your confidence and yeah, perfecting, and you feel like a failure, and then you just uh, yeah, you you relate it to other areas of your life, as you said. Yeah, it. It happens. Yes, yeah. sadly. Well, and I've
0: <laughs> I was I was out somewhere with my dad one day, and we were driving down the road. And this, this woman was a large-sized woman, and she was, she was out on a riding lawnmower mowing her grass. And, and my dad has always been, I mean, he's, he's one, one of these irritating people that can drink milkshakes and lose weight. And you
1: just, it,
0: it's, it's I, I didn't inherit that. I did not inherit that from him. I inherited my, his migraines. I didn't inherit that trait. <laughs> and so we're, we're driving down the road, and he always comments on people's weight. Always. So, um, and and never nice comments. He always has to make derogatory comments about weight. Hmm. And I I usually try to keep my mouth shut because it it never goes well. And um, so he saw her on the riding lawnmower, and for some reason he felt the need to comment. And he he says, she needs to be out pushing the mower, not riding on the lawnmower. And I knew he was referring to her weight. I did. And I said, you know, you know nothing about that woman. You know nothing about her health condition, nothing about her medically. You have no reason why her weight is the way it is. Why don't you just keep your thoughts to yourself? Just keep them to yourself. Hmm. And he is, I don't know why you said that. And, of course, it went downhill from there, (laughs) you know. But we we don't know other people's situations, you know. We, We just don't. We don't know. If, if there's any kind of a situation going on whatsoever, you know, there could be any re- number of reasons why a person has a no, specific no. weight. You know, there just is. You know, so
1: we just don't need to
0: comment on these kind of things. <laughs> you know, we just don't. It's just, thankfully, she couldn't hear what he had to say. You know, but it just it's just the kind of things that just don't need to be said. So, exactly. You know, so many people work so hard to lose weight. So, from from your experience and from your work, do you think people truly will be happier and love their body when they get to a smaller size?
1: It depends. Okay. If they, if they got there by loving themselves and uh, slowly with a healthy habit and a loving attitude, they probably will. But if they try to hate themselves to to that body shape and uh, with this negative self-talk that yeah you need to do it you're fat you need to lose weight you have you ate that cake go to the gym or go running then probably they will not because if they are so mean with themselves by the time they lose the weight or or uh, accomplish some some kind of transformation they will find something other to obsess about that they won't like on themselves. That will be never enough, never good enough.
0: Well, that's like people uh, that keep keep getting, like, plastic surgery.
1: Exactly. exactly. Good point. Good point. And also, there is this misconception that we can find happiness outside Outside of ourselves, but mm-hmm. uh, but we have to find the happiness inside of ourselves, because otherwise we just uh, give up that uh, give away that power that we we can choose happiness and we we re- rely on other people to make us happy and uh, and it's it's never never a good place to be
0: well and you know you can be happy from the inside out no matter what size you are I'm just saying (laughs) You (laughs) you can so what if if we have an issue with our body image and we want to create a more positive body image which I think we all need to do that to some degree. What are some habits we can create to do that?
1: First of all, body image, you see. First of all, we, we should be grateful for our body to, to take us to places to enable us to do the things that we want to do. Very on. true. Give was a a child if we have a child, and uh, just just grateful because it does so much for us. It it keeps us alive and enables us to do everything we want to do. And uh, we sh- another thing is that. Comparing ourselves to others is really, really not good for body image. Because we are not the same shape. Everyone has a different body shape, um, metabolism, and just different genetics. We, we can't change that. We can't look exactly the same that that other person. So it's it's no point to comparing ourselves to others, and uh, and actually the the diet industry makes us feel that we don't look good enough, so we right. buy their products. So it's it's they purposely purposefully that's the word. <laughs> make us feel like um, we should look differently in a certain way and uh, to look that way we need to buy their products and that's 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 just not necessary isn't it and uh, it it just makes us uh, feel less than and Again, lose confidence and self esteem and have a negative body image. And um, another habit, habit is to eat and exercise for health, for nourishment, not to lose weight or in. For the exercise point of view to punish ourselves because we eat too much and we have to uh, lose the weight that we gained but uh, we should eat and exercise because we love and care for our body and we want to have a nice healthy long life hopefully without major illnesses definitely and we can be healthy in any shape and form really (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to be thick skinny to be healthy and fit so it should the goal should be to be healthy and reasonably fit (laughs) yes
0: well even even if we don't have a super skinny little body Take, <clears throat> take pride in how we look, and I mean, I'm I'm not saying you've got to like, you know, have your hair perfect and every hair in place and spend an hour on your makeup, but take pride in how you look, you know, like like when you go out, you know, dress in decent clothes and you know, look respectable, you know. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yes. 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 It it you know it just don't don't dress like a lot of people dress when they go to Walmart here in the states that's just
1: sad <laughs> you know? okay i don't i don't know that's, <laughs> that's you know but uh, that's, uh, check, that's check in the search Definitely. engine
0: when we're done and you'll see what i'm talking about it's it's oh, okay. sad
1: okay Whew, frightening actually yes we we need to have uh, a <laughs> Certain standards, yes. That, uh, we yes.
0: Have a have a standard for yourself, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. It, it's kind of like I said,
0: well just just feel well and, and you know, so many times too I talk about on here just you know, exude confidence. You know? Just when you have confidence it's amazing how you come across to people. And not, not a cocky kind of thing like I'm all that. But just when you have confidence, you've got a certain air about you. And mm-hmm. it, it just, it makes a difference how you appear to people. It really does. Exactly. It just it makes sense. It really yes, does.
1: Even, even how you hold yourself, how you stand, yes. how you walk. Yes. Yes. The body language.
0: Yes, makes a big difference. In, well, it makes a difference in how you feel. About yourself and it makes a difference in how people perceive you and how they see you
1: yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and you yep. look taller and thinner if you stand up
0: there and, you go
1: or your, or the <clears throat>
0: and...
1: it does your make a difference high. yeah <laughs> yep exactly
0: like I said not in a snooty kind of way but just
1: yeah just, no, no no no
0: just a confident kind of way it does make a difference now, we've also talked about, and I think we, we were talking about, you know, this whole, you know, self-hatred kind of thing. Now, there's also something called self-talk
1: mm-hmm. and how
0: we, our, our thoughts and how we talk to ourselves. That and sometimes does. that can almost be like a, a subconscious kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, how how are the words that we use about ourselves and our thoughts, how, how do the words we use and the thoughts about ourselves affect us and how can they help us? Because mm-hmm. we, we all talk about ourselves a certain way. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, what difference does that make and how can we use that in our favor?
1: And I, I, I was
0: really bad about this for years.
1: First of all, I, I, I would like to just mention something that I find okay. very important. This is about our thoughts related to it. That okay. When we are in a certain situation, we have some thoughts about it. Yes? And yes. then these thoughts create feelings and emotions. And then these feelings drive our actions. Yes. And our actions have outcomes that affect the original situation. So we have a new situation now. And right. then we have new thoughts about it, creating new thoughts and new emotions and new actions. So from this, it, we can see that how important it is how what thoughts we have so that's why we need to choose our thoughts wisely because if we have these negative thoughts then these will make us feel bad and then we act on those bad feelings Why? if we have positive thoughts then we have positive feelings and we might have completely different actions coming from that feeling okay makes like, sense. like imagine maybe it's not a good uh, analogy but if you have a a boss who wants you to do something and it's always tells you bad um, like criticizes you, nothing is good enough, um, just mean with you all the time. You might accomplish the goal, but as soon as he he or she uh, doesn't look, <laughs> then you will not do it. In with so you start eating. In this case. But if uh, you have a nurturing boss, I'm actually talking about yourself. That you are nurturing boss to yourself, then, and you say nice, positive uh, things to yourself, and you motivate and cheerlead and uplift yourself, then you will accomplish the same goal, but. Even if uh, your boss or you are not uh, nagging you to do it, you will still do it because you are invested in it and you feel motivated and not bullied into it. Right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, I I thought if you were just going to finish with just saying your boss, I was going to say that we can do that for ourselves. So, yes, we were on the same page. Exactly. Yes,
1: so, so be a nice boss for yourself. That's what exactly. I Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It's like I, I, I actually work for myself, and I, I say that my my boss is really tough on me. <laughs> so
1: ah, okay.
0: I understand. I do.
1: <laughs> and also very important what uh, we say to ourselves, uh, like uh, what words we use. Uh, for example if uh, let's say using the I cannot or I don't like right I cannot eat that ice cream or I don't eat that ice cream there is a big difference between the two because uh, cannot means that it's a restriction it's deprivation I have to give up something right but if I say I I don't eat that that's my identity it's a empowerment it's like like vegans say they don't eat meat or animal products it's not because someone told them not to eat it but because they that's their identity they don't want to
0: that's that's like this this year. Well, in twenty twenty, with the whole COVID nineteen thing, I have gotten so so sick of the word or, or the words not allowed. I mm-hmm. I've gotten like this phobia of hearing the word not allowed. It's like I'm so sick of hearing that. So yeah, words are very important. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like just don't don't say not allowed. Just don't say it. There's got to be a better
1: way to say it, folks.
0: Although yeah. that makes them feel in control.
1: Exactly. It's like you shouldn't or right. uh, I shouldn't or I could. Yeah. Because uh, if someone tells you you shouldn't do something, you, you immediately rebel. No? like. Uh, or yeah. I tell you you shouldn't think about uh, chocolate cake. Oh yeah, um, of course. Yeah, you, sure. <laughs> think about the chocolate cake,
0: right?
1: Mm. Um, but uh, if you say that I could, like, I shouldn't eat this chocolate cake. That's uh, that you want to rabbi, yeah. But if you say that I could eat that chocolate cake, but today I'm not that keen.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe I eat it tomorrow. That's a different energy was like I could but I choose not to Exactly then yeah. it's
0: then it's my choice not yours mine Yes Exactly yes. Okay now do we eat emotionally and what are the signs and symptoms of eating emotionally cuz we've we've all heard the term emotional eating what is it
1: and how do we know if we're doing it we doing it if we eat well if you want to say it very uh, simply if when we eat it we are and then we are not hungry and um, uh, because it uh, can feel a lack in our life for example lack of love lack of uh, excitement if it's boredom eating or just a uh, lack of control if you feel that the uh, people control you and you just want to escape and feel better so you eat so if if you 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 suppress your feelings with eating and reach for mainly junk food, and you can't continue eating even when you are not hungry anymore, when you are full and and sometimes even to the point of discomfort. Okay. And usually you feel shame, shame or guilt after eating. And uh, sometimes people eat because they feel anxiety, or anger, or stress, or fear, and they just want to escape this feeling, and just destruct themselves with themselves with something, and uh, eating is uh, usually a cheap, quick, reliable, um, effective way to numb themselves and just not think, not fear the feelings that they don't want to feel. And, And it becomes a habit, because... Uh, many times, people just find it accidentally that, uh, yeah, I'm stressed. I eat, and now I feel much better. I feel relaxed. I distracted myself. I don't think about that stressful situation temporarily, but while I'm eating. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the main job of our brain is to avoid pain and to seek pleasure. And because our ba- brain uh, finds it that if we eat, it's a pleasure and we avoid it pain by eating, every time when, you feel, when we feel this, uh, some kind of discomfort, then it offers this solution that, well, oh, last time you ate, you felt better. Why don't you eat them? Let's try that again. And then these little cravings start in your head that, hmm, I should eat something. And then eat again. And then it uh, this habit forms because whenever you repeat something, actually, a, a neural, neural pathway becomes stronger and uh, stronger as you repeat it many times, and it um, becomes like a highway, highway on the like big road. So this is going to be the e- easiest uh, solution. And emotional eating is usually not related to hunger. You don't feel it in your stomach. It's in your mind. And you crave specific foods, usually junk food, and nothing chocolate. else. Chocolate, <laughs> chocolate, exactly, chips, and, um, and yes.
0: So so easy to you know you just it it's just you, you just pick up a bag, it's done. You don't have to cook it. <laughs> you <know>. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Yeah. So now the, the power of pleasure because you know it mm-hmm. is is there any any other tips that we missed as far as the breaking the pleasure cycle in the connection between pleasure and food? Because we we want to we we want to maintain the normal pleasure with food because some food I mean, you know, some some food and pleasures, oh wow, but we we don't want it to get to be we we don't want the balance to be too much so how how can we help people to to know when the the pleasure in food is too much, and what can they do about it or is that like a whole other show
1: well it's it's uh, uh, a <clears throat> yeah as I said uh, if it's, it's probably more than 50 percent of the enjoyment or joy you get from life you get it from food Then it's, okay. it's probably too much and then uh, you should think about write write a list of uh, the things that uh, makes you happy gives you pleasure and joy and then Incorporate more of those into your life, and uh, and try to think about food a bit less, and um, schedule those uh, other um, activities. Like I don't know, well, it's it's personal for everyone, but like I don't know, reading a book, or going for a walk, or or gardening, or Playing with a pet, or with the playing with your children, or or having quality time with your partner, and um, yes, there are lots of possibilities to have pleasure, and um, and we really shouldn't just uh, get it from food, but okay. also we shouldn't uh, feel uh, too stressed. If we want to have some pleasure form food, because in moderation we should we should still have uh, the food that we enjoy that we right. love because if we restrict ourselves too much, it uh, creates stress and uh, stress increases the cortisol level. It's a stress hormone and uh we okay. usually uh, produce it in in fight or flight situations and even the the stress that uh, you create by thinking about that i shouldn't eat this because i'm going to gain weight or i'm not going to be able to stop eating this if i started eating this it's already a stress it creates a this stress hormone, and um, the thing about this stress hormone is that it uh, it shuts down digestion, because uh, when um, when we evolved, we we had to run away from I don't know big animals <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> We needed the energy for the legs, so we, so the body sh- uh, shuts down digestion or or other um, functions that are not necessary, and um, just releases a lot of sugar into the body, so we have enough energy to run. But we we if we just sit at the table, we don't need to run, we don't need all that sugar, so the body will just uh, store it as fat. So it's it's really not good to have too much stress in our lives because um, um, it uh, causes um, belly fat, even if uh, the person is otherwise uh, a thin person. And... um, if you, if I go back to the example that I started, that if you stress about eating that uh, food that you like, um, you you actually because uh, of this hormonal change, you will really gain the weight because of the stress hormone. So it's a self Fulfilling prophecy of uh, mm-hmm. gaining the weight just because you are stressed. So you should. The, the thing is, we should eat in a relaxed state because then the digestion is, is better. You get we get more pleasure from the food. Because uh, I forgot to mention that the cortisol also uh, decreases the pleasure we get from the food. So you have to eat more to get the same amount of pleasure that you would have got if if you ate it in a relaxed state and uh, no. enjoyed your food. So okay. you actually need to eat more food to get the same amount of pleasure if you are stressed and also you may have uh, belly fat because of the stress hormone. So, hmm. so it's a, okay. it's a it's a crazy thing, isn't it? That uh, just stressing about your food mm-hmm. makes you may make you gain weight. Interesting. So how how does the
0: all or nothing mentality make us overeat?
1: It's uh, because um, you think that you have to eat perfectly. You measure everything you eat. You have the meal plan. You want to stick to it. And then then you do it for a while. But some cravings, there is a stressful situation at work or in some other um, difficult feelings for some reason. And then you turn to food. And you eat something that you shouldn't have eaten. And then you think that okay, I ruined my diet anyway. Why not eat a pizza and, yeah, right. <laughs> and some ice cream and some? Let's eat for for uh, to make up for all the lost opportunities before. And because I have to start it again tomorrow, maybe I should eat a bit more. I can still enjoy it, and uh, tomorrow I start again. And uh, this, this is really not a good way of doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you're already messed up, might as well have pizza. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you know, while while you're there,
1: Let's eat everything now because
0: it's, anyway,
1: it's. it's
0: definitely (laughs) oh that's terrible hey pizza is always good
1: yeah
0: Oh, gracious (laughs) now the way the way that that I ended up deciding to invite you on the show is because I got an interesting email from you that offered me five very cool gifts from you and we talked about my guests, I mean my listeners, being able to get the same thing from you that I got from you.
1: So do you want to tell them about that? Yes, definitely. I will make a link that we can put at the show notes. And, uh, yes. and the five. Do you want me to tell what the price? Oh, yeah. Are? So one of them is... Uh, A list of 20 things to master self acceptance. And uh, another one is uh, activities for positive body image. And the third one is activities for inner peace, so kind of stress reduction, stress release. Mm-hmm. And also in that topic, I have a list of things that you cannot and you can control. Because we, sh- we, we, if we concentrate on the things that we cannot control and we try to control it, it just causes unnecessarily stress. So Definitely. it's a good thing to know what we can and cannot control and... Uh, and be able to decide. And Definitely. also, the fifth one is the signs and the symptoms of emotional eating, and the causes and t- triggers.
0: Definitely, they're great handouts. Thanks. And
1: and I, and
0: I worked around those topics so that they have to get the handouts to get that information. <laughs> so. Yes. So they should definitely do that. And that link will be on the show page. So if they go to com slash emotional eating, they'll find a replay of today's show. And they'll find the link to get that. So uh-huh. they'll find all of that right there. So thank you very much for being with me today. Thank you very much for having me. I'm yeah. really grateful. Well, like I said, I, I saw this and I said I I can't keep this to myself. <laughs> so That's I've got to share this. This is good stuff. Because like I said, I I've lived this for a long time, and and so many people deal with with negative body image and you know the the dieting in circles and and just I mean this this. So many people deal with this, so I really, really wanted to share this. So, <clears throat> thank you so much for for coming out and doing this with me. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope, I hope the listeners got good information. And like I said, I know they can benefit from the the stuff. And and mm-hmm. definitely, definitely, folks, go go to the link. Go to my website. Like I said, readyforloveradio.com dot com slash emotional eating and eating has 1T and go to her site and get the get the handouts cuz lots of great information on there that's why I made a point I, I sent her an email and said we got to do this <laughs> so, <laughs> we we got to get this stuff in their hands
1: I'm thank very you very
0: happy much that you contacted me Thank you very much for sharing all this. Like I said, great information and learned some neat stuff and I see now I have to dig through all the details and all the the handouts in great detail and see what more I can learn. So this is good. Yes. Yeah. And I good. also
1: have a, a workbook that we mentioned at the beginning that you read the the Yes. Yes, so much great. And, or and what's emotional the time? eating. Yes, have, and you re- have to em- break free break free from emotional eating. Yes, and there's more information
0: about that on your website, right? Exactly. Yes. And that is what's your website? RitaMayBlog.com Dot com. And May is M A Y. Yes. Yes. So that I. I all of our contact information will be on the website, on my website, so you can get all that information. Awesome. So, listeners, check it out. Definitely get more information. And thank you, Rita, for being with me today.
1: Thank you for having mm-hmm. me.
0: And, listeners, I'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio.